Hey guys, what's up? It's Mikey. Welcome back to another episode of the In My Feels podcast. I know it's been a bit. I've been taking a break because I haven't really been feeling very motivated to do the research and to help you guys. So I decided to change up the format a little bit. I'm going to be breaking down each podcast episode to about four parts. Two parts will be offered through the audio and the other two parts will be offered on my website through a live webinar which will help even more because I will show illustrations and some of the key points that possibly are less or harder to understand just through the audio alone. Also, of course, just to make to help you guys. And I wanted to go back into a certain topic that was leading somewhere that I've noticed a lot of people have. And I've noticed that I've become a life advice person, but since I'm a teenager, a majority of things that teenagers go through regarding life have to do with relationships so I feel like at this point I need to take responsibility for the relationship audience that I have and I need to help you guys so I decided to give a part two series but more like a split down part two series of how to get over a heartbreak slash getting over someone right because I we either broke up with our girlfriends or boyfriends during this break rejection or something something that hurt our feelings in some way Firstly, I would like to say before we even get into uh, the first part of this actual episode or podcast is your feelings are valid. Whether or not you dated them, you still invested a lot of mental and emotional time into them, whether it be not you guys were ever together. We tend to like think about, if you ever like thought about dating someone, you look at them and you just think about your whole life with them. That is emotional investment and mental investment in what you guys possibly could be. And then when it doesn't happen, it hurts our feelings. And there's nothing wrong with that. Those feelings are valid. That's just what I want you to know going through this. Now, for this first part, I really want to be able to break down to you. I broke down this into four parts, a four-part series. The first part, this this podcast episode, I want to be able to teach you the science behind a breakup. Mentally, emotionally, so that for the next couple parts, you understand where I'm coming from with a better perspective on things. Now, I did do a lot of research for this. YouTube videos, articles, everything, of course, will always be linked. And I think that with this set of knowledge, it will help you actually be able to incorporate these next few parts into the scenes and into the next part. So let's get into the first part, science behind breakups. First of all, I just want to say breakups are predictable. They they're never just abrupt. It's it's been a build up, right? It's like let's say um for example for me when I was in uh I'll give you an example of an old old relationship I had, 6th grade. Um after about 4 months, the relationship started to get tense. I stopped talking to them as much. They stopped talking to me. They started talking to other people, and I started talking to other people. And I started to realize that uh, in my eyes and what everyone else was telling me that she was semi-cheating on me. And I was like, okay, 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 that's fine, that's fine. But there was build up to that. We had more arguments, we talked less, we had less of a connection like we did when we first started to be together, which starts to build the predictableness of the actual breakup itself when I broke up with her. Now I wanna give you an example of a study. This is how they started to realize that this was predictable in the first place. So a, 20, a 2010 study asked 222 volunteers, all of whom were in relationships, to say their partner's names and then give two words they felt were related to them. Next, 
they did a test of implicit association which uncovers feelings people might not even admit to themselves. They paired the partner words with other positive or negative words and asked the the participants to press a button either when the word was linked to a positive or a negative word. Basically, that was very complicated. I'm sorry, I tried to summarize that. It was way more complicated when I had to, when I first read it. Basically, they get so after those two words or words that they described their partner in, they tried to use other words, adjectives, synonyms of those words. And whenever they heard a word, and it's like a cognitive thinking, right? It's like uh, dumb, and you tap it. Then that means you think your partner, to an extent, is probably dumb. It's like your feelings behind them and what you think of them besides just based off of those two words alone both positive and negative the idea is if the person feels positive about the word they gave you about their partner they will they will tap the bottom faster they will tap the button faster right if it's a positive word they're going to be more like oh yeah that's them but if it's negative they're going to be more like questioning it because they're like ooh, um yeah that's them because it starts to open up your thinking and how like what things about them they didn't like and what they didn't want to admit but they ended up admitting because they still ended up tapping the button same goes for those who feel negative about their partner right in fact there was no there was no recoil the feelings that someone had based on these volunteers the feelings that they had for someone that was positive they were just as fast as someone's feelings about negative so both negative and positive words that were describing their partner they both tapped them fast which i would assume means that there's pros and cons to both their partners of course but it's all about i guess having the flaws and things in order to understand better where they're coming from basically those who those who sorry those who read those who synced negative words to their partner were more likely to split up with them over the next year right because if you if you keep tapping that button to all the negative words that literally is basically giving us a whole makeup of how you think about your partner right and how like they're not talking to you anymore or i don't even know why i have like in my voice i'm sorry i think it's a weird position i'm sitting in but when you keep tapping it and they just keep tapping to all the negative words that means they don't think very highly of their partner they would rather much not be with them and all these other things because that means that predictableness is building up to a big breakup of course This suggests that relationships that break up happen due to unknowing attitudes towards one another. Now, these breakups tend to happen because one feels the way about the other, but maybe the other person doesn't. And maybe the other person doesn't even know. There's the lack of communication, right? You're not communicating with them how you feel in order to even sort out these issues. Therefore, these positive negative words, how they feel about their partner, only amplify to cause frustrations and more arguments in the future. Sorry, you guys. I wrote a lot of notes. And if that makes sense to you guys, if it didn't, um, leave me a comment. Or if you want, just DM me. Ask me a question on it. Because I know that could be kind of tricky. But I think I think that was probably the best I could explain it at this moment. And to basically move on to the next part of this, I really want to talk about even more about the science of heartbreak. Specifically about your brain, right? I want to first give you a quote, or um, first give you a two-liner, and I want you to think about it first. The same place in your brain you feel physical pain, like someone punches you or something, is the same place as when you feel emotional pain, right? Think about that. 
Whenever you're feeling physical pain, someone punches you, it's the same thing when someone breaks your heart. We have them, they're like right next to each other. They're in the anterior, that's a big word, ligolet cortex, sorry. And they're basically in the exact same area. They both serve right next to each other. They're both pathways, right? Both for emotional pain and for physical pain. Basically, like the phrase, uh, he ripped my heart out. You feel that. You feel it like a, a physical pain. You connect that to physical pain. And it's, it's very interesting why, why we do that, right? Because I think if we didn't, heartbreaks really wouldn't be as much as they are. It would be much more of like a, a different kind of problem. But here's the problem with that when it has when they're right next to each other and it can it causes you physical pain that causes you to have a weaker body and weaker immune system but most importantly at the same time it's harder to break the pathways it's harder for you to be able to break down these pathways that are happening in your brain in order for you to be able to even move on because um your brain in the same area the anterior ligament cortex you're you're literally when you're talking to someone, you're building pathways of emotions to them, right? Not to them specifically, but like how they make you feel. You're starting to build upon those pleasure pathways or whether that's even good pleasure or bad pleasure, right? Abuse is still some way a form of pleasure because you become addicted to that kind of feeling and then it affects you later on in life. But I really do believe that when you're going through this kind of pain and you have like an emotional and a physical problem to it. it the, the problem becomes much more than what it is, right? Because like, it's gonna be a lot harder for you to break the pathways because your body is attacking it and complaining about how you're feeling, which only adds on to the pathways mourning over the fact that they're not there anymore, instead of trying to get rid of the pathways and moving on with your life. Now, of course, there are ways to get over this and Based on the same videos that I was watching on the science of heartbreak, they really said that a lot of social support helps to bring down the level of pain. I guess it's because when you're doing that, you're building new pathways, right? Because when you're talking to somebody and like they make you laugh or something, that's creating a new pleasure pathway that you will continue to, I guess, expect of them when you're around them. That's like uh, your funny friend no longer becomes funny you're no longer going to feel the same about them because they're not op they're not uh, tapping into those same pathways that you built when you guys were talking and when they were funny in the first place. So when you have a lot of social support, you're building so many new pathways, your brain has to get rid of some of the old ones, a la the old emotional and physical pain that you felt about your ex or whatever. And to be honest with you, as human beings, we're social creatures. And the number one thing that we want to do is we all just want to fit somewhere. We all want to feel like we're a part of something and we're, we're, we're for things. And I think that's where that starts to take place. Because in that, that feeling that we all want to fit somewhere starts to take over the fact of our other pleasure pathways. and start to create new ones in order to make us feel like we are fitting in somewhere. And basically, when you're with someone, your brain creates a pleasure... Uh, yeah, this is how they explained it. When your brain... You no, know, when you're with someone, your brain creates a pleasurable pathway you feel when you're with them. However, when you, when you are no longer with them, your brain has a hard time remaining these pathways. Or removing, sorry, not remaining. Removing these pathways. And in order to remove them faster is by preventing them to even become 
activated. And how you do that, that's why they say when you're trying to get over someone, you're trying to get over an ex. And I will go over in more detail in the next part of this podcast is you have to cut them off because you cut them off socially can uh, in any way. You're not opening up those old wounds is what, they, is what we like to use in our own words now. You're not reactivating those, those pleasure pathways. And sadly, when you're not with them anymore, they're no longer pleasure pathways. They are just hard, sad things that happen because you're remembering all these memories. And it tugs at your heart and it makes you feel physical pain again. So cutting off all affection to them is the number one thing I would suggest you guys do. Now... Since I'm breaking these down into parts, I really do think that in order to make these more counterintuitive, more helpful, I guess, I really want to start, how should I say it? I really want to start giving you guys more like worksheets and things. And I want you guys to be able to ask me questions and to be able to go into more detail if you you need more detail on things or maybe something specific to your situation. But I really want you to start, we, I'm going to make these more uh, learn friendly. So I'm starting up Google Classrooms, Zoom meetings and things in order to help make this better, right? Because I want to make you guys, this is more of like, I want to make this more of a community of people who need help with these things. They help each other out along with you guys helping yourselves out with listening to this podcast with learning this new information and trying it out in worksheets that I give you. No, the worksheets won't be graded, but I will be looking at them to make sure that you're helping yourself with them. So, uh, yeah, you guys, this is part one of how to get over a heartbreak, specifically the parts of science over a heartbreak and science of a heartbreak. I love you guys. I hope this was helpful. And let me know if you guys want to keep me doing parts. And if you guys want me to keep doing parts i want you guys to let me know how long you want each part to be can't be an hour because that would just be one full part so maybe more like 20 30 minutes and next one's probably gonna be about 25 minutes so yeah you guys i love you um i'm sorry i'm a little awkward right now just woke up i need to do this because i've been taking a long time to make these for you guys so i want you guys to know that it's okay and i'm back and I love you guys. And that I will I will start to build up my routine again for this. Peace out, you guys.